0: Hi, I'm Alex Keola, and you're listening to Intuition Calling, the podcast designed to help you self actualize. My background as a corporate leader turned professional intuitive and executive coach has provided me with a ton of insight into the process of understanding human potential, growth, and the pursuit of our calling. I believe that in order to navigate our path with confidence, we have to strengthen the resonance of our intuition. So that when it calls you, you're ready to answer. Each episode, I answer your questions, either solo or with another intuitive leader. You can write in with your questions to me on Instagram at High Priestess of Brooklyn. Now, let's start our call. Hello, hello. Welcome to another. Episode of Intuition Calling. I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> it's a rainy, like kind of dreary, mystical night in New York. And I can hear the rain outside and it's very meditative. And my dog and I have just been really just basking all day in whatever this is. Um, and so it's kind of the perfect time to, you know, get on the mic and we're going to talk through a listener question and it's about um, identity, self-identity, especially as you start to develop your intuitive side. And so Allison writes that she's finding it challenging to integrate her new intuitive side, because she has different versions of herself. She has a work version, a friend version, a dating version, class versions, and it's difficult for her to know what to tell people or trust people with, Um, and she feels like she's having an identity crisis and like an imposter in certain areas of her life. So I'm paraphrasing because it was, she added a lot of context here, but I think this is really relatable you know, these gifts start to emerge and you think, well, this is who I am now. I should probably be honest with everybody. I should probably tell everybody. I should probably be different. I'm different. And you are. And that's amazing. And it's this, I would say, heightened version of self. It's like this new, buzzy, vibrational, experience where you're starting to awaken and come alive in many ways and you think okay this means everything will change and i have to hardwire that change i have to gun it in that direction put it in gear and just watch out let everyone know get out of my freaking way i am i am intuitive now and i identify with this really hard because you're talking to a girl who found out that she was psychic from another psychic. And I will tell the story right now. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to go hard left, eventually left a corporate career where I made great money and was very secure and said, you know what, this is my calling. This is the direction of what I'm meant to do. And I, I left that corporate position with savings. Yes. But just like full fledged direction into this life. And it, (laughs) so I identify with this very hard. It wasn't immediate, but it was definitely a choice and a direction. And I tend to do this. I tend to run really far in the direction of the thing that I have found is right. And that is one way to do it. Um, and and it's also potentially dysregulating <laughs> for your nervous system because we're already navigating one change, which is that your intuition and your vibrational nature is like turning on for you, you're becoming aware of it, you're becoming awakened to it. and and also you've created a life for yourself that you're living currently that was created for you. your a version of you that maybe didn't have these skills yet, didn't have this life yet, didn't like desire this, this newness or this awakening. And so there's a, there's a calibration process that I've learned over time is sort of natural that can organically happen without a lot of control or need to like drive the bus in that direction it is one way to do it and again you're talking to a girl who a woman who does this (laughs) so I feel very uniquely qualified to answer this question Um, but it doesn't have to happen quite like that so so backing up in like 20, I always look back at my pictures because I don't remember the year because it all feels like a blur, but I think it was 2016 at the beginning of 2016 that I was going through this like massive breakup. Um, And we like lived together and we had been together since high school and college. And it was just this thing that we tried to do again, which this was the second time around. And it was just like this big realization that I had made like this huge mistake. It was like this real come to to Jesus moment. And it was a hard realization that kind of boomed over time that I had to, again, hardwire away from what I had created for myself this life. And I called a psychic for the first time, and it was a psychic that I met through my friend uh, Harriet that I worked next to at SoulCycle. Um, And if you've been around since the very beginning, then you've heard me tell this story. But um, for those who are new, (laughs) welcome. And here here it is. So I I get on the phone with this psychic, and his name is Mike, and he's amazing. And he was like, you're definitely not meant to be with this person person. He didn't say it quite like that, but I'm paraphrasing. He was like his energy is nowhere near you and I was like that's cuz we already broke up and he was like, "Okay, why did you tell me you were still together?" <laughs> why are you testing me, girl? And um but within that conversation he also said you're an extremely psychic woman. You know, you have these gifts. He essentially gave me permission to like activate, which is really important. And it's a big reason why I created this podcast too, because I really want to give everybody permission to start to activate your intuition and your intuitive gifts. And they're different for everybody. But um, he told me that and I was like, okay, so now I just have to like go back to my apartment and like continue living? Like everything's different now. I know this and now what? So I went back you know was in the middle of the breakup you know fast forward to i'm living alone i have my first tarot deck which i also got from my soul cycle experience it was a really safe place to this was like 20 again 2016 i was there from like 2014 to 2017 which felt like a really magical safe space and so it was a really safe space to like explore this new version of myself where i didn't feel like i had to totally disengage from the life I had already created. I could truly be this new version of myself at the same time as um, these gifts were waking up. And as I was exploring this version of myself. So I did that. And over time I realized, okay, my gifts are turning on like this. I'm able to use languages like astrology and tarot I started to study them more, get better at them. And if we're talking about self-identity, then I must be honest in that it really was a very big part of my identity and obviously still is. But as soon as I knew this information, as soon as I started working with these languages, with these modalities, I told everybody. I brought my tarot deck wherever I went. I talked, I already talked about astrology ad nauseum. I talked about it way more. People came to my desk and asked me if Mercury was in retrograde. I mean, the whole nine. I truly was that girly before that girly was, became popular on TikTok. Sorry. Yeah, I know that that sounds really millennial to say, but like respect your elders, you know. So anyway, I, um, I integrated that sense of self to anyone who would listen. That was a very big piece of my identity and still, like I said, is, and I'm reminded of a quote from Rick Rubin's book, the creative act. And yes, I just finished it. So I'm going to be talking about it for the rest of time probably but it's very fresh in my mind and it's totally full of bangers so I highly highly recommend it but he mentions the need for artists and I feel like this is very applicable for everybody but the need for artists to like identify themselves and say like this is the type of artist I am and how much more limiting that actually is versus empowering. You would think it would empower you to say, this is who I am as an artist or as a person, that these are my traits, right? We use astrology like that too. I'm a Gemini. I'm a Scorpio moon. I'm a Capricorn rising. But the reality is, is we have so many facets to ourself, so many facets to our chart, so many facets to the way that we move through the world. And it's actually so limiting to say like this is who I am, because it kind of shuts off the expansiveness of just simply being. And yet we do have these different ways that we flex into our identity in different environments. The work, the relationship, the the friends, class And that shows you the expansiveness of self. Instead of letting that be a detriment to you, I'm being inauthentic if I'm not telling everybody about my budding astrology career. Well, no, it's just not relevant for every situation you're in. If I went into the bodega and they said, "Hey, how's your how's your day going?" and I was like, "Well, I was, you know, pulling somebody's chart," and it's so interesting because they have a trine to Mars um, and their ascendants, and that means actually that he's like, "Do you want the extra banana or not?" You know, like, w- "What's up, lady? This is not not the time nor the place." You know, like there there's a way that if you're flexing that one piece of your identity in every instance it feels maybe maybe inauthentic maybe pushy maybe too much and doesn't always relate to the other people that you're speaking with or the the environments that you're in because usually we're thinking about self and all of these different facets in relationship to the other Because if you're just chilling, there's no need to define anything. If you're truly by yourself, self being the operative word, do you need to define what you're doing? Do you need to be like, I'm journaling right now, I'm a journaler? You might, you might have that internal narration going on, but odds are you're just like going with the flow, hopping to vibration to vibration, doing what makes you feel good, hopefully, you know, finding flow, finding ease, finding balance, finding dis-ease, noting noting that, um, hitting discord, noting that. But usually when we experience like a difference of or need to define, it's because we're in relationship to someone else. And that person might be asking us to be a specific version or asking us to define, but maybe not. Maybe that's a self-imposed limitation. And so, just thinking about that as a exercise as you move through your life and especially during this really sensitive time where your intuition is turning on, it's, dare I say, provocative to like keep aspects of self just for yourself. Like maybe if I didn't bring my tarot deck everywhere we could still have an intuitive conversation, but it didn't have to be on my terms. Maybe if we, if I didn't talk about astrology, I could just relate to somebody in my head, be like, I think they're a Sagittarius. (laughs) And if if the conversation got there, we could get there. But sometimes it's nice to just have an emerging thing that's just for you and what would it feel like if if that's what this is for now until it's so integrated and you're so confident about it that it wouldn't matter to define it or not it's so ingrained in you and I think about that a lot with growth where you just look back on your life and I'm going to be doing this a lot with this podcast because real life examples help to drive a point or a concept. But when I look back and think about times in my life where I was insecure about something or something was really preoccupying me, I don't identify with that at all anymore but that was a huge part of my self-identity at that moment. Isn't that interesting? Like who you were at one point in time, which maybe wasn't even that long ago, is not who you are today. We're evolving, we're growing. We're changing on a minute to minute basis. Our cells turn over. Our our skin cells like flake off of our body. Um, Our hair is dead. Isn't that weird? There's just a bunch of shit on your head that's dead. And yet we're so afraid of death. That's a story for a different day. But, okay. You are yourself, period. You do flex into different aspects of yourself at given times. And... That's normal and cool and not totally necessary to define or lean into if it doesn't call for it. And if it does, feel totally called and compelled to do it at that time. So practice the exercise of if defining my self-identity would be helpful in this instance or limiting? Do I feel expanded to explore this aspect of self, to share this aspect of self? Or do I feel as if it pigeonholes me? And this might seem really heady or esoteric, and it is kind of like, when you really think about it, this persona of self, it is so weird. Like, we live hundreds of lifetimes. If you're here, I'm assuming you believe in reincarnation, but if you don't, that's okay. I invite you to read Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. Um, it might open your mind to it, but not here to convert. This is just what I believe. So I will reference that a bunch. If that turns you off, you can turn this off. (laughs) Um, Or stay. But regardless, we have different personas every lifetime. Isn't that crazy? So like who you are in this lifetime is, is changing and evolving, but you we're also a completely different person with a completely different name, a completely different life numerous times before. That is trippy. We, I definitely want to do a whole episode on past life and and what we can see in archetypes and things like that. There's really cool resources around that too. I hope this answered your question, Allison. And I really appreciate you asking i think it's so powerful to be open and vulnerable and confused about things and it's totally natural i'm constantly confused i change my what i say in my bio on instagram and tiktok like i haven't changed it in a minute cuz i do realize that being consistent in what you say can be helpful for people to resonate with you but even that, I'm like, oh, this feels so trite. You know, it feels like I have a, a few characters to describe like this limitless thing that I do. Ugh. <laughs> but, but do we must? It's the world we live in. But I mean, that, that's another like tab of this, right? Like there's just a world that we live in our culture is very obsessed with labeling things and when people don't want to put a label on things we like force them to it's nuts sorry i thought i just stopped recording but we're still here my my uh, laptop went to sleep i guess that's a sign I'm going to take that to uh, to mean that I'm going to close up shop for the evening, hang out with my dog, watch the latest and just like that. I don't know if I like it or don't at this point, but I'm still watching, so it doesn't matter. Will I label myself as a and just like that enthusiast? No, I won't. That would be limiting, wouldn't it? Well, thank you for being here. From me to you. (laughs) Have a good night. (laughs) My God. Alex, get off. Get off the micro microphone. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Talk to you later. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed, please consider subscribing and or writing a review on the platform you listened on. And if you know someone who would really benefit from this episode, please share. All resources discussed will land in the show notes along with our socials. And until next time, talk soon.